Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to Ramble On. My name is Marcus Speller. I brought a friend of mine and yours along called James or Jimmy Campbell. Hello. How you doing, big I'm boy? Right, mate. I'm a little bit nervous today. You should be. you flipped the tables on me, haven't you? I am Dave Benson Phillips. You are. And I'm getting my own you back. You are getting your own back. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what a man, Dave Benson Phillips. Oh, yeah, excellent. For those who don't know, he did, a, he did a kid's show called Get Your Own Back. Yeah. Which, to be honest with you, actually, if looking back on that now, perhaps it's quite dysfunctional children to get their own back on their parents on television it's, it also does promote the idea of revenge mm. as a solution yeah it? i know what you mean hollywood does revenge an awful lot i was thinking about this recently you think about any film where someone's wronged yeah the whole film's about revenge oh, yeah. revenge thriller is effectively a genre yes it? exactly um, but we want the revenge yeah well we do it's and... one of our baser instincts isn't it it's, yes, it's but not think... necessarily appealing to the, our better nature but exactly our, our entire nature isn't always good is it i know jim and we should accentuate the positive so i think you know in the film when mel gibson has been wronged and uh he eventually has the he has the option of a chokehold for the guy at the end of the film <laughs> to get him? I think he should just go. Do you know, what, actually, I forgive you. Or more like, you know what? I think you should go back to your lair <laughs> and think about what you've done. Yeah, either or. I think I think the world would be a better place. Do people go home and think about what they've done though when they're tasked with that? I don't know if I ever did that Grove when that was a punishment. Did. My my take home was I got away with that. <laughs> But you're a dreadful example to people. Yeah, true. Mm. Um, true. And to prove it, Jim, today we're talking about your overrated football players. Yeah, I should have <clears throat> realised this would come back to bite me. Mm -hmm. I asked Andy Brassel to do it. He said he didn't want to. No. I think that's fair enough, mm -hmm. actually, thinking about it. No, he's but, a yeah. coward. Well, there is that as well. Um, but I he's also it. got a, a, a reputation on the line in a way that perhaps I don't. Mm. Uh, and I don't so, anymore. <laughs> yeah. So um, I am, I've, I've picked three players that I think can be classified as overrated. I am going to wriggle around within the definition of that, I think. Um, but I am going to start with a big one that's going to annoy a lot of people mm -hmm. and might see me come across as fairly petty. Jim, I said Zenadine Zidane. Don't worry about it. Yeah. Well, I've gone for David Ginola. Now, he is okay. one of those players that mm -hmm. he, he did light up the Premier League at times, and he is one of those players from the 90s, and mm -hmm. I guess he would have gone into the early noughties as well, wouldn't he, Ginola? Yeah, um, Aston Villa, a brief stint at Everton. Yeah, where he didn't really do a huge amount at either of those teams, did he? Mm. Um, I mean, he was lighting up a lot of cigarettes as well. Yeah. He was. Uh -huh. I suppose at Villa, he did. He, I mean, he had that. He, he only made five appearances in his second season. Took his top off, though. And he he looked... did, and he, and he looked absolutely ripped, didn't mm -hmm. he? More ripped than I will perhaps ever look. And yeah. that's. That I think that it, this is the thing you can't help but caveat all this stuff with when you're calling a professional athlete that is so far ahead of anything you've achieved, even in your own sphere, <laughs> overrated. <laughs> you, you can't help but be a little bit humbled by that. But that's the that's what I set you no, but, and what I've got to do. But you, but you don't you don't judge everything. In relation to your own abilities. No, you don't. Because then... It's poor critical thinking it, to do so. It really is. And so when... I don't know if you watch a film and you go, I, I think that was a bit rubbish. Well, you couldn't do any better. Yeah. Shut well, up. I, I was... You've lost the argument straight away if you act like that. I mean, you're, you're a dimwit if, if you think in that way. But Jim, like me though, I think that... I get... Well, I, okay, I won't, I won't uh, tie you with, with my brush. I get very, very, very angry. And it, it, it happens quite seldom, of course. But if you see something on screen, 
example, you hear a song or so, or maybe not song actually, because I'm useless musically, but if you see something, some sort of performance, and you honestly think, I, I don't know about could have done better, but I, if I was involved in the making of that, I could have made it better. Yeah. That is very, very frustrating. Yeah, I would agree. Mm-hmm. It's very rare, though, isn't it? I would say. I'm talking about Afterlife, Ricky Gervais. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dreadful, absolutely dreadful. Marcus and I hate this, <laughs> and you've, you, patrons can see it behind the scene. I was going to say, I genuinely think of something you can have a, a, a reasonable expectation to be good. It is the worst thing I've ever seen, and there it's out there. I know, Jim. I mean, everyone's taste is different. Oh, you know? Jim. A, a lot of people disagree, but Marcus and I, I will speak for you here as well, mate. We both felt like reality was playing a trick on us when everyone was going, oh, it's so good. It's so moving. It's so funny. And actually, it's so deep. It's like a really good, like, it's like a really good examination of grief. Well, you don't you don't wash up one plate and then, and that means that you're having a really rough time. It's, it's ridiculous. I was, the reaction to it is ridiculous. When you, when you said you hated it, I was so happy. <laughs> I was just like, thank. I thought I was in some Truman Show sort of weird thing here. Anyway, we were pissed off everyone more than we yeah, were yeah, yeah. with footballers now. So I'm going to get so, back to so Ginola. You would have been a better right winger than, than David. You know, <laughs> I would have point. been. Yeah, and I would have, I would have had a lot more flair as mm. well. Well, I think that's what yeah. people love about Ginola. He yeah, played yeah, with yeah. A, lot of, a lot of flair. But actually, if you look at the end product, a lot of it was well. Well, I mean. It speaks for itself. He scored seven goals for Newcastle, like over two seasons. I know that was mm. not what the, the entirety the league, of the, the game was around. I believe, I believe that was all competitions. Mm. Um, look, I'm just looking at his stats on Wikipedia here, which obviously are open to being uh, manipulated, but still, yeah. Um, so yeah, and also he got in, in his time in England, he got 42 assists, and like it's not terrible, obviously. That's quite impressive, um, isn't it? Well, over that's over eight seasons. Yeah, and it's like that, oh yeah, it's fair fair play. It's, it's it's not terrible, obviously, but well, I think but, for the stature he has. But who was were, were they registering assists? At, you know, was that all for Aston Villa? Maybe it was. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Um, I, I don't actually know. I think with generally you remember great moments, don't you? We, yes, you, you remember. Um, you know, some uh, you know uh, f- phenomenal um, goals that he scored. One against Manchester United leaps to mind. That one against was it against Ferenc Varosh in uh, what would have been probably the old UEFA Cup, I'm guessing. Mm. Sort of flicked it over the defender and left foot volley into the corner, you know. So you remember these moments. Well, the thing is, I think this is the thing with Ginola, isn't it? He mm. would score one goal that was worth about 10. Well, there is terms away of at Barnsley it's for yeah. Tottenham Hotspur is another one. Um, you know, curling one in the corner, White Hart Lane. You're absolutely right. I, I personally, when I think of Ginola, I think of the hair, I think of the flair. Think of the goals and whatnot, and you know he was voted Player of the Season one yeah. year. He was gutted that he didn't get into the France '98 squad. Because... That was very harsh as well, wasn't it? The whole France oh. were funny with him and Robert Pires actually. Like there was mm. a lot of obviously Pires, you know, had a big impact on the team, but he had struggles in terms of. Well, it was that Gerard Houllier moment where he didn't hold the ball in the yeah. corner against Bulgaria. And Houllier blamed the whole of their failed qualifying campaign on that moment. You yourself. I mean, yeah, you just have chances to qualify, but you can't have yeah. a whole campaign. Anyway, that that's obviously um, in football folklore now. But so he, he, yeah, I think it was one of the, probably one of the the reasons why he moved to England mm. was money, one of the motivating factors. I remember him and, and George Weyer for Paris Saint-Germain yeah. um, impressing. But I know what you mean, though, with Ginola. You think of the skill and, and, and whatnot, and then you start, maybe look at one or two of the sides. He did play for Spurs, but when they weren't particularly... Yeah, they weren't sort of... They were a bit Spursy, weren't they? They were, they were more mid-table then, weren't they? Yes. Yes, they were. Um, 
And then, of course, it sort of petered out a little bit. Aston Villa and his own manager got on his back. For the wrong reason. Don't yeah, criticise that. Exactly the wrong reason. So you're not scoring enough goals. So that yeah. motivates him to go, don't say, well, you're looking a bit flabby. Oh, yeah. he's taking his top off. Yeah. He looks oh, like no, Mr. He Universe. Doesn't. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Yeah. I mean, had he just like... I don't know. Was he wearing a big jumper one day? <laughs> and did it trick him? Yeah, like, maybe. Because it's like, the, the man looked like an Adonis. Yeah, I, I don't understand. Yeah, and again, I feel... Maybe this is just because I'm I'm not the most uh, abrasive person, but I really like David Ginola. Just he comes across really well. Oh, and he's we done all love like great things outside of football as well, and his hair and his style. And even even someone who played for Spurs, you've got to look back on that and go, yeah, he was mm-hmm. a really fun player to watch. But I think his um, legacy um, leaves out the fact that he perhaps didn't do as much as people think. He did call. He did. With a with the with the use of his hand called Jake Humphreys a wanker on live on air. He did, didn't he? You know, is that is that similar to winning a Premier League medal? In a way, uh-huh. in a way. So maybe I'll revise my opinion on that. Yeah. But can we move on to our next to my next victim? Of course. Yeah, Philippe Coutinho. Mm. Go on. Well, again, like him as a player. Blah 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 blah. But I feel like when you look at when you look at dead good with the ball. Yeah, well done. Yeah. Can score from anywhere. Brilliant. On the Champions League. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But it's just, I, I feel when you look at how how little Liverpool missed him, and even when he was well, in, even that when was he played for Liverpool, yeah. like if he was out injured, actually they, they seemed to be fine without him. And I I feel like he's a bit of a conundrum to me because he's clearly a brilliant player mm. and he, he scores he scores brilliant goals. He's got, he can score like from, from outside the box seemingly at will. It's like a special move. But I feel like for every team he's ever played for, mm-hmm. they don't really miss him when he isn't there. And mm. I don't understand why that is. And I think like I'm using a bit of a weird definition of the term overrated to, to include him in here for that. And I also think his transfer fees, while I don't think you should judge someone for a player, while I don't think you should judge a player in relation to their fee too often, I think in terms of when you're rating someone and the extraordinary fee that Barcelona um, were tricked into paying for him by Liverpool, well done, <laughs> lads, um, what has to sort of factor in as well. I just, I, f- I find him such a conundrum. Mm. I really, really do. I know what you mean. Well, th- I think the game that Liverpool played without him when he moved to Barcelona was when they beat Manchester City 4-3. Yeah. I certainly came very quickly after. And Klopp's... Liverpool suddenly became a bit more dynamic yeah. and a bit more industrious in that midfield. But when, when often people say in industrious midfield, they it's often a backhanded compliment as though, well, you've not got much talent, you've got a bit of brute force. No, I don't mean that at all. I mean that in the best possible mm. sense. And uh, you're right, they didn't miss him at all, uh, really. They went on to Champions League final and the next season, of course, won the Champions League with just Pip for the Premier League and, and they are where they are now. Yeah, I, I, but do you not think though that the that as rated as he was at Liverpool, because it's kind of it didn't go that well at Barcelona, even though he scored a few goals and assists and whatnot. But but it, everything taken into account, and then at Bayern, do you not think that people don't overrate him now? Maybe, maybe that's fair. And actually, I mean, he scored ten goals and eleven goals in his two seasons at Barcelona. He got mm-hmm. eleven in the um, the season he was on loan at. By Munich, mm-hmm. so maybe I'm revising it. Maybe people underrate him. Maybe he's such a sort of <laughs> <laughs> he's such a conundrum. Well, I remember when me. he when he moved to Liverpool, he was a kind of tricky winger at Inter, I think. Yeah, and I was they, very surprised when Inter let him go because he was he seemed to be yeah. he seemed to influence games quite young. Yeah, I thought you know he obviously had potential, um, but when he came to Liverpool, I remember thinking he looks like that type of your stereotypical foreign player who will come here 
and be quite tricky, but get pushed off the ball a bit and struggle with the physicality and kind of just sort of peter out a bit. Do you, Suey? Yeah, I do. Yeah, and and I good riddance, quite frankly. Uh, no, I think I think that that kind of you know back when people would think these things, and um, and and of course he didn't. He was excellent for Liverpool. Mm. For a while. So you think he's underrated? I think he's both overrated and underrated, and I don't understand him. Yeah. Maybe he's just a footballer, and there's something in my mind is broken when watching him. Mm-hmm. But I just don't feel like um, feel like when the chips are really down, mm-hmm. he isn't a player where I feel like he's he's the guy you want. Mm. But do you feel there's probably the probably people will probably tweet me thousands of examples of how I'm wrong. Maybe I've just got a blind spot about Coutinho, but, but it's just something that sticks in my mind about him. So who do you think is rating him very highly then for you to think? Just the world. Yeah. Well, the Barcelona's well, accounting department. Yeah, but Barcelona they have got rid of him though. Yeah. Well, quite. Or or, or sort of, uh, you know shipped him off as as, as much as they mm. could obviously on it's, those ways. It's funny though isn't it double figures in goals in those two seasons and he's considered a failure it's, oh. a, it's a funny one maybe that's the standards of the elite level clubs that he's playing at. Well he's considered a failure by you Jim. Well I mean but they were desperate to get rid of him weren't they? Yeah I, I mean I suppose they were I mean I, I think with with you know Coutinho I mean he's 28 years old um, he's at, he was at Bayern on loan last season and, and did okay there. Do, do you think that the, the, for the money Barcelona paid and the fact that Bayern Munich were willing to go in for him and there he you know he cleans up in terms of trophies? I mean, it wasn't a hugely influential player, you could argue, with, with Bayern Munich. Um, but, you know, still, still, you know, a lot of assists and, uh, sorry, a lot of appearances and, and mm. you know, scored 11 goals that year. Yeah. I mean, do you just sort of think, to, I think you have to say that he had an influence when you put it no, like he that. No, d- yeah, he does. Yeah. So I was, do, do you just sort of think, what are you seeing? Because I don't see, why is he a part of that side that won all those trophies and why are Barcelona going in for him? And when is he going to get found out? When is he going to join yeah. Hammers Rodriguez at Everton? <laughs> Maybe, maybe it's my. I don't know what I'm. I'm. I know this is probably quite frustrating for you, is trying to get an explanation out of me about it. But it's just, it's just a feeling. No, I have so about sometimes him. it is, Jim. And so I, often it's wrong, isn't it? This is how you know, in in terms of like mm. rating and underrating players. Well, James Rodriguez could be one of those players. He's not your third one, is he? No, he's I not. I don't want to piss Absolutely, on you he's not. I'm a bit more passionate about my third one. Well, James Rodriguez, obviously, he's, he's he's doing well now. But if you think about it, you know that that top scorer, the, the, the Golden Boot award he won in the um, 2014 World Cup. He then goes to Real Madrid. Like the thing is, he does okay. Mm. It's not terrible, and then he goes to Bayern as well, and he's played for some really big sides. And then, and then, is at Everton. Now, Everton are doing all right this season, but they're not Bayern and Real Madrid. I think even they would admit that. Yeah. So you feel Coutinho is one of those ones where you think he's going around these big clubs. I just, I think at yeah. some point someone's going to go, no, 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 hang on, no, 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 he's getting to Stoke City. <laughs> You know, it used to be the place for a lot of those it players. It did, didn't it? It really did. Maybe yeah. it one day will be again. Uh, should we move on to my yeah, third yeah, one? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go on. Um, so name everybody knows. It's um, Givanildo Vieira de Souza <laughs> or Hulk. Big Hulk. Rubbish. Good one. Rubbish. Good one. I Absolute like that. Absolute. Do you know what, Jim? Trash. You've hit the bullseye with that. <laughs> Why do we know that big bastard? <laughs> because he, he looks a little bit like Lou Ferrigno, apparently. Like, not enough that he nah. can... Is it, is it like a victory of the Brazilian nickname? Like, yeah, how, maybe, like maybe. you know, that it, Brazil is fantastic for having that culture of players mm. just being known by their nicknames. It adds so much colour and yeah. it, it makes it feel so much 
kind of more glamorous in it while also being quite like authentic in a way because mm. it's nicknames people had since they were kids and from the streets and, <clears throat> and and whatnot but i feel like that is that makes him stand out immediately doesn't he the fact yeah. that he's known as hulk even within that brazilian culture and it like we saw you know in the in the 2014 world cup he was sort of like he was so frustrating to watch <laughs> I mean, Fred took a lot of the, the headlines. Oh, but, poor old Fred. Yeah, and I just, like, I know that he scored a lot of goals for Zenit, scored a lot of goals for, for Shanghai, but it's Zenit and Shanghai, isn't it? Like, that is like... He did score, I mean, just, just having a, a glance, he scored a lot of goals for, for Porto. Porto as well. All right, Porto is clearly, Porto's a decent level. Tokyo he scored a, a lot of goals there. He scored a lot of goals from But Pete, I'm not Pete's having got, it. Pete's got their kit as I'm well. I'm not having it, even though he, he had a... He had a 35 goal season for Porto, was it at one point? Yeah. Don't care. He scored Do a lot not for care. Hokkaido, Cosaldo, yeah. Sapporo. Who are you? I would say to that. <laughs> I mean, do you know what, actually, Jim? Looking at his record as I sort of see it in front of me, I think Flat to myself, track bully. I think to myself, oh, he's better than I remember. Yeah, I'm sure you do. <laughs> I'm sure you do. He scored a lot of goals wherever he, he went. He scored, yeah, he did score a lot of goals wherever he went, but he never played in a league that was genuinely at the top level. Yeah, he was clever. He was clever. Very clever. His but, I mean, intelligence it, it, is underrated, he, I'd say. Yeah. He won the Confederations um, Cup, Jim. Yeah, How many times great, have you great. won the Confederations <laughs> Cup? <laughs> How many he, goals have you scored for Shanghai SIPG? His, uh, none. Tosser. His, uh, <laughs> his, um, his combined transfer fees are pretty mad as well. Enormous. Yeah. Um, but I just think like, if you are a player of that level, just just. Come go and do it in a do yeah. it in a bloody top. You couldn't do it on a cold, wet, rainy night in Stoke. Yeah. Well, according to uh, Wikipedia, he was uh, previously married to a woman called uh, Ran Angelo de Souza, and uh, they they separated. And then after he split from Iran, uh, he began dating her niece. <laughs> That's what it says on Wikipedia. I wondered why you brought that up, uh-huh. but oh no. I mean, you... they could be close in age. Yeah. Who are we to judge how exactly. others live their lives? But that's, I stress uh, that was on Wikipedia. Yeah, indeed. Who knows? <laughs> um, so yeah, I hate, I hate this, Marcus. <laughs> I, I appreciate what I put you through. Now I, ha- I've hated every second of this. He's, he's won like, a lot of league titles, you know. He has, yeah. yeah but, even but, on the Europa League. But didn't... I think he's rubbish. Just Marcus. going through, he won the. Oh no, it was a silver medal there. Uh, top scorer in the J League. Secondly, um, I I agree with you. I, when you said Hulk, it, we we all know him, mm. and we shouldn't know him. But for it's that. also I, I think the thing with Hulk is it's the sight test, isn't it? Quite yeah. often you see him play and just be like, oh, he's, he actually seems a bit laboured, mm-hmm. and like obviously he scored a lot of goals. But there are times when you watch him, it's just like he'd like shank one over really he... frustratingly, or just just yeah. didn't look like a top level player, but was perhaps billed as one, which is not really necessarily his fault, or is either very clever. The marketing, marketing around on him. his own. Uh, by his own camp, yeah. Do you, uh, do you do you think he's overrated in size as well, like physical size? Yeah, but there's an obvious obvious reason for that, isn't there? Well, no, but he, I he again, according to Wikipedia, he's only five foot eleven, right? And I thought with I remember him being about six three, six four. Well, it's, it's, it's the, name. the name, yeah, absolutely. It's the name, yeah, yeah. So, like, if if there was a player called the Flash, you might think he was faster <laughs> than he is. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's... or or wearing less clothes than like, <laughs> the Flash. <laughs> That's the well, future I... of Brazilian nicknames. Yeah, it's if... the something <laughs> like Goldman. If like, you just were... go full on superhero. <laughs> if you were if you were advising a young player, 
who say you'd move to Brazil, okay? So hang on. In the scenario, I've moved to Brazil to advise yeah. young footballers on their. But we've all found out what you've got up to over the years. Yeah. You've had to flee to Brazil. Or it turns out I'm br- just brilliant at that. Yeah. <laughs> like, and just no one saw it coming. But it turns out I am actually amazing yeah. at advising young Brazilian footballers Brazil... in, in my second language on their careers. <laughs> exactly. But yeah. Let, yeah. So let's accept you, that. You and Bolsonaro, good mates. Okay. Um, that's a joke, don't worry. Yeah, obviously, because uh, he, <laughs> he was asked about the uh, the fires in the Amazon, and he said Leonardo DiCaprio <laughs> would pay people to do it. So, he's, in case you wonder, I'm not the sort of person he's going to hang around with. And the thing versa. that surprises me is I thought DiCaprio had more sway. Why is he needing to pay people? Yeah, get in there and do it yourself. Yeah, exactly. yeah if you're so passionate about <laughs> well, the no, environment, if people if people are following you, you wouldn't have to pay them. Yeah, volunteers. That's what you need. Anyway, you're in Brazil. You're advising a young player who's got a bit of talent, but not yeah. quite. He's got a little bit of something, but you're thinking he needs to... What, what are you thinking? Well, you could be the next Anders Limpar here, mate. Exactly. Another one. What uh, What, what was you sort of thinking? You said goal man. Goal man. Um, uh-huh. Assist machine, if you if he was more of a midfielder. Yeah, well, that's a tough one. You know what? Can I? So my favourite football team name anywhere in the world is Swaziland's 11 men in flight. Um, <laughs> so I would like that's to great. build, isn't it? I would like to sort of... Uh, either move them to Brazil yeah. or give them a bit of a financial injection so they could really compete on a world stage. And I would feel that I, I'd probably get Hulk to play for them because mm. like, I think you want a sort of superhero team uh-huh. kind of vibe then. But uh, yeah, I, I do need better than goal man, don't I? I think. <laughs> but at the same time, like, <laughs> do you if need he better? starts banging them in, Bloody Hulk go, work for this bloke. Like, yeah, like um, Gabriel Barbosa. Mm. Gabby Gull, as he was known as, Gabby he Gull. sounds mm. like he's going to be an absolutely amazing footballer, mm. and there is definitely something to that. But um, I'd have to li- have a little think about my superhero team name. Yeah, I think that's uh, like, uh, score chap. Like it's just <laughs> yeah, I need I need more time. Yeah, Hulk. Yeah, because Hulk is obviously about his size, but it does it does make him stand up. But he was quite a broad fella. Yeah, so he kind of played his part as much as he could. Cannot express enough. I thought he was rubbish. Yeah. <laughs> Silver medal at the Olympics. Yeah, well, what have you ever done, etc. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. I won a gold once. Did you? Yeah, raised from the history books. Oh, there we are, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you very much for listening to Ramble. On you, bit you're far less controversial than my picks. You think? I upset. Yeah, you. I mean, you said Zidane, didn't you? Yeah, and I upset right, you. Gaza. When I was, <laughs> I upset you when I said JJ Acocha. Yeah, but I was basic basing it on one article. Yeah, that I'd read. So, yeah, you were basing that on an entire nation. Thank you very much, Jim Campbell, uh, for disrespecting all of the world's population yep. in one swift strike. <laughs> uh, it's been a pleasure. Thank you for listening to this Ramble On. We'll be back next week with some more basic banter. This was a Stakhanov production and part of the Acast Creative Network.